anyone but you is nominated for Outstanding Film at the GLAAD Media Awards this year. <laughs> Welcome to Feminist Frequency Radio. This is the show that asks you to be critical of the media you love. I'm Kat Spada, and today, oh my God, he's back again. (laughs) (laughs) He's right behind me, isn't he? Okay, continue. (laughs) AC Lamberty is returning to the podcast as my co-host for the brand new season. Let's go. Let's go. Happy to be back, Kat. So happy to have you back. I loved doing Machos Fully Loaded last year as our very indulgent deep dive into (laughs) gender on screen as portrayed by hunks. Indulgent (laughs) is the exact... That's the energy we're bringing to this new venture, I think. I think that, like, thinking about feminist media criticism, I'm always like, you know, every... That's like the perspective we're going to bring to just every discussion. And sometimes that means, oh, good. They just had the first creative meeting about the (laughs) Fast and Furious franchise finale. Being a hater can be fun. Look, does Feminist Frequency have a tradition of occasionally being hater aid drinking? (laughs) Sure. Sure. But I have so much fun doing this show and... um, and we're kicking off a new season. We're going to do, go. it's not going to be themed like machos. Uh, it's going to be traditional episodes. Some We might have some retro movies. We might have some new movies to talk about, TV shows, etc. We're going to be reading some books this season. Let's go. Strap Let's in go. and strap on your <laughs> reading light for that. <laughs> I actually, boo, that one is not standing for me. That go one's off. non-canonical. <laughs> um, and yeah. We're I'm happy to be here. I can't light. wait. Um, I will say I feel like people should anticipate discussing the new Roadhouse. Absolutely. And we, you know, we might have to bring Anita in for that episode because Ooh. we did an episode about the original Roadhouse. Let's do it. With her. So if you're listening to this, uh, Feminist Frequency Radio listeners, you could be brand new to the show. That would be exciting, perhaps surprising. You could be someone who's been listening for a while through its various casting crew of hosts over the years. So I just wanted to give like an update explainer in case you're here or you're like, I've been following Feminist Frequency on social, but I'm not entirely sure like what, where the ground is under my feet. Uh, AC and I did do a bonus episode last month, which just went out to our Patreon supporters. And in that one, we talked about the Oscar nominations. We'll definitely be talking about the conclusion of award season later this spring. As you may know, the organization Feminist Frequency, the nonprofit, has had its sunset after 15 years. So another thing that happened uh, this year in 2024 is we put together the final annual report, Lifetime Impact Report. I encourage you to check that out. It's linked in the show notes. It's linked in all the Feminist Frequency socials and on the website. It's a really great place to see what the legacy of the organization and its work with the community has been for the past decade and a half. But some of you might be like, well, if Feminist Frequency is closed, what is Feminist Frequency Radio still doing on? We did cover this uh, over the summer. We were kind of teasing what was going to happen, which is that Anita has granted me her blessing to continue the mantle of being critical of the media you love with the Feminist Frequency radio podcast, which will continue independently 
from here on out. So uh, please go to the Feminist Frequency website where you can find like decade and a half worth of resources, video series, past podcasts, discussion of games, discussion of Star Trek, discussion of Halt and Catch Fire. You can also go to the Games Hotline website, gameshotline.org, which has been one of the landmark uh, projects of Feminist Frequency to offer support to gamers and people in the gaming community, which also has a ton of resources on the website that are there for you indefinitely. Uh, And also you should follow Games Hotline on social media because they have some ongoing work that you can check out and hear more from their boss isn't appropriate and I couldn't think of a better one. Uh, But Jay Lynn, who is running, has been running uh, the Games Hotline has also got some stuff coming up. So on that... Um, new episodes of this podcast will be coming after Feminist Frequency's official closing event, which we are having this March. Um, and we are going to come at you with a season premiere. We're going to come at you with some information about new stuff. Like we talked about, we're going to do some reading. Maybe we'll have a little book club going on. Uh, I think we should start a letterboxd just for the pod. 100%. And share, uh, ribald opinions <laughs> in text on letterbox i am so into that and uh and yeah if you're a patreon supporter or if you're on social you can get on the discord you can message me on twitter or message femfreak or whatever and we can uh we can talk about what else you might want to see coming from the podcast but ac and i are we're starting the year off strong we just figured for this sort of preview episode, we would talk about, we were like, we should talk about something we watched. Luckily, we had <laughs> one of the best nights of my life when we saw like in its ninth week of release. <laughs> I know. I was like, I've been wanting to see this movie since December and it somehow has just evaded me. I don't know. The Will Gluck masterpiece. <laughs> Anyone like, who but is you. that? <laughs> I, I went, you know, Will Gluck's, production company is at sony when i used to work at columbia pictures i went to like an on the lot screening of it wasn't easy a it was like the next one after that yeah with <sighs> i want to say like mila kunis or something along those is lines. it one of the no strings attached one of no those. it's not one of those it was the yeah it was the one with justin timberlake oh that's a Will Gluck joint? <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> My so. Goodness. Don't worry, I have Wikipedia open. Uh, I, we are film scholars here. Um, Man, this fucking movie. I will, I'll come clean to the audience. I am someone who has seen this movie twice since we, I saw it with you and then I saw it once more. And it, is, it remains confounding to me. What kind genuinely. of rundown theater did you make it to see this movie in <laughs> this weekend? Listen, it was the Valentine's Day Encore. Did I not tell you this? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> you could have a worse Valentine's Day movie. I'll spoil the movie. Encore as we go on, uh, because it was, I was pissed. I'll say oh my God. <laughs> the Encore is not worth it. But um, shall we get into it, Kat? What did you think about the 2023 Will Gluck film, anyone but you? <laughs> Look, I didn't go to the effort of writing a synopsis, like a plot synopsis or a description for this recording, because... Uh, I will just quote loosely based on much ado about nothing <laughs> and about as yes. loose as it gets. Um, uh, this movie was incredible because I, it truly kept me guessing. Like, yes, that, I think that is what was so shocking about it. It really, 
even though it's okay, I, it's been years since I've read Much Ado About Nothing. I don't necessarily remember the twists and turns, but I got the gist, right? And, uh, and the fact that like every new scene, I was like, we're reestablishing a brand new movie. <laughs> Here we are. And it is, it's a toothpaste commercial and it's porn and yeah. it's subversive outsider art and it's the biggest rom-com we've had like it's so it's crazy i really want you to talk more about it being subversive outsider art because you and i both had that (laughs) strong feeling coming out of the theater where i was like yes is he trying something here like was this was this actually deeper than i thought because i continually (laughs) was like was like this is a commentary on how humans behave. <laughs> it is so okay, it's so sexual, which is why I'm like yes. it's out like this is John Waters would have loved this movie. I don't know <laughs> if he's seen it, but like it it's if you were alive this, today. <laughs> John Waters, if you're listening. <laughs> um it just skirts this line between like actually sexist 2003 mainstream comedy and like edgy sex comedy to yeah. me. Like I was thinking it really is kind of the first big studio film that has had a significant sex scene in like a really long time like obviously there's like passages in may december and stuff last year but thinking like rom-com scale i was like shocked um at how explicit this movie is and i loved that honestly like it was fun but yeah yeah pretty jarring there is so much sexualizing in this movie which also like i kept in the moments where i was like this is a bad movie yeah. Were the moments when I was like, this could be a Hallmark movie. Like, this could be a low-budget, really fast turnaround production development schedule. But because it's so lush and, like, high-budget and beautiful-looking, I'm more entertained. I'm I'm more along for the ride. But in those scenes where I was like, oh, boy, this is really regressive in, like, how we're talking about ogling women in bikinis or whatever i also was just like what is the purpose of this like totally you know does it does does it have anything to do with the characters like that's the thing okay literally wait. no like you <laughs> saying that it's like no not at no. all <laughs> right because the whole thing is like it is a, a misunderstanding where basically the guy's like she's a bitch <laughs> and the girl's like and he's a fuckboy player or something even though like and they do this kind of back and forth where they like try to own each other and it's like <laughs> you're both so boring and also white like <laughs> one of the whitest movies of all time <laughs> i would i wouldn't feel like it was the whitest movie of all time if it didn't have such like look how good we are at having black exactly yes in okay it. for those who haven't seen it it revolves around a lesbian wedding, which I also think is hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie that is so straight that it is gay and it's so gay it's straight. Like truly. It's yeah. They really they really go for it. <laughs> it's it is a Todd Haynes movie. Like in, <laughs> I kept thinking, I'm having the same kind of uncomfortable laughter in the theater as I was with May December. Yeah. Actually that's like very apt, I feel. <laughs> Where I kept being um, like, Oh my god, are we allowed to laugh at this? But the thing is, in May-December, I was asking that about, like, the discomfort you're feeling with this uh, relationship that was abusive. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I'm thinking that about literally seeing a urethral meatus on the end of a penis. 
I like. I still am like. I can't believe how explicit that. That's true. Moment like the. <laughs> Cat, like, why was this not X or like NC seventeen? Yeah, full on foreskin in this movie, which is crazy. <laughs> there is, and that guy is hilarious. Like, it, I will say, for as big of a hater as I am, I genuinely did think a lot of the side characters were fucking hilarious. Yeah. like the Australian swimmer guy, the the old man and his son. I thought they were hilarious. But, but it was like the the two Aussies, the like extra hot couple that had yeah. to be involved. Uh, because there has to be like a love triangle and our other main characters are lesbians uh, <laughs> or like someone's sister um, was like also the woman. The first time we see her, she's like topless on the beach, which is comp, which yeah. is normal in Australia. But it was very much like so that Glenn Powell could be like, I can't believe I'm seeing some nipples. Like, Boy was, or yoing, yeah. yeah like, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's such a weird the tone is just so bizarre, truly yeah. so bizarre. It's progressive and regressive in many in many ways. I think we need to talk about the we need to talk about Kevin. Uh we need to talk about like the star quality oh. in this movie. I, I mean, like it or not, Glenn Powell has it. Uh, like he's so I'm obsessed with him, unfortunately. I was on the fence, and then I was, like, watching this, I was like, he is a movie star. God like, damn it. He really is. He can make this work. He can make acting opposite Sidney Sweeney this whole time work. <laughs> and she seems fine. Like, I bet I could see something she's... Well, we'll see next week when we go to Madame <laughs> Webb. But, Madame Webb. <laughs> <laughs> Madame. Uh, <laughs> but she's... It felt like they gave her her lines right before every yeah. take. I saw this review from a critic I like on Letterboxd, I forget the name, but he was like, it's crazy how she can be completely wooden in one scene and then like really charming and kind of effervescent in the next. I completely agree. Like yeah. there were moments where I was like, I get it. She's like, she's that girl. And then there are moments where I was like, you are reading from a cue card. <laughs> like there's a moment where she goes into the bathroom is like looking in the mirror and she goes like, Ugh! Like, she's supposed to be, like, crying at her own or something. It's, I was laughing out loud reading your note that says, the movie spans two years? (laughs) (laughs) Because when that happened, dear listener, I cannot stress enough, Kat and I both were like, what the fuck? And, like, turned to each other and were in shock. I almost walked out, like, 89 (laughs) minutes into this movie when they reveal that it's been going on for two years. I could not handle it i truly thought it was like a week and a half max (laughs) the thing this is what's like so straight about this movie also is like they have a meet cute in a coffee shop they hang out that night they don't he makes her a grilled cheese with about half a cup of butter So they share one grilled cheese sandwich. Look, I'm a hungry, I'm a hungry person. If you're going to make me a grilled cheese sandwich, I need both halves of that. Thank you. He's, I mean, he is so that. Like, Glenn is so counting my calories. Should we be bad? Should we be (laughs) bad and split a grilled cheese sandwich with real butter? Um, (laughs) And then uh, they have this miscommunication they i don't think they even kiss they like fall asleep then they have this miscommunication two years later (laughs) i guess they're like oh 
aren't you such like but, a pain? But in the they butt? meet again at the bar when the friend is introducing right. the girlfriend as if they had never met before. And right. so it's like, did you guys just see each other? Like, is that the next? Uh, truly, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. But <laughs> at the end, that it's like, wow, it really is crazy. We've been harboring these resentments for <laughs> two years. They like might as well look right into the camera <laughs> and say, like, it's been two years. Oh my god, I I do think it's a crucial to just like everyone in this movie is so conventionally knockout gorgeous the parents i was gonna say down to the parents they're all so hot or like famous for having been hot you know yeah like uh uh, michelle hurd shows up and she is like hasn't missed a day at the gym in her entire life like everyone is just beautiful but there's something also about that that made it like so wild to watch where like there's this moment when they're going on this boat ride (laughs) and Sydney Sweeney shows up and Glenn Powell gives her the like awooga eyes (laughs) because she's in a dress and he's like wow like you actually clean up nice for being such a bitch (laughs) And the thing is, I'm like, okay, but she has looked this good in yeah, every shot. She's the hottest woman alive. Like, yeah, it's like, crazy. Everyone looks so perfect. But then they're supposed to be like, whenever it's subverted, it's like, this is the thing that I feel like is very 2023. Is like, oh, but we can talk about straight men's buttholes now. Yes, it's like it's a leveling of the playing field that like still doesn't quite work or is like mostly yeah. just like who cares? Like you're right, like what you said earlier, it's like none of this is specific to any character. This guy, right. None of it's specific to Australia or getting married or like any right. of it, truly. Like did you see No Hard Feelings last yes. year? Yes. Yeah, which I really enjoyed. I did too. I think they did like a slightly better job, but the same thing of like mm-hmm. here's a hot woman in a nude scene that is funny and violent yeah but it's not really sexual but like in that way we're subverting what it would have been in the 80s and i did think they yeah you're right i think they pulled that off yeah better (laughs) whereas here it was like here's a nude man and it's funny because he's worried there's a spider in his butt because his dick's out like i don't know (laughs) listen i laughed Got my ass. <laughs> but more it's because I was like so into Glenn Powell than right. anything, you know. I was into what was happening concurrently. It was intercut with a magic wise koala. Yeah. And I love that to friend. his friend. Who's a who's a rapper? I have no idea, but I was very charmed by him. Yeah. He did like he was also I'm I know what my job is today. Yes. Him and totally. Glenn Powell. I know what my job is today. <laughs> like Yes. Everyone else, I feel like they thought they were on the set of a new movie every time, but completely. Oh man, I this accolades. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about some of the awards that anyone but you is nominated for as we get into award season this year. I don't know so, why this was so funny to me. <laughs> this is it's hilarious. First, People's Choice Awards that makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, Sydney, Sweetie, and Glenn are Glenn. We're we on a first name <laughs> basis at this point. Unfortunately, um, always a bridesmaid, never a bride with the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> Wait for Top Gun too? Oh no, I just mean this movie. Oh, I also feel like he has 
certainly been to the PCAs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he and Sydney are nominated for Comedy Movie Star of the Year. It's nominated for Best Comedy Movie. Um, and also, <laughs> um, anyone but you is nominated for Outstanding Film at the Glad Media Awards <laughs> this year. I don't know why this, like, My the fact God. that it says pending, which just means, like, <laughs> The awards, awards haven't, haven't happened. happened yet. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this is under review. Someone at GLAAD was like, can we discuss whether or not this meets the criteria? Our nomination procedures. Yes. <laughs> I Well, now I'm like, I have to find a way to get to the GLAAD Awards. Because, <laughs> because if Glenn Powell is going to be there, do you think he would go? Okay. Glenn I, Powell. I could talk about his brand of stardom forever. Like, he is a Tom Cruise to me. He's... I think I said this movie's romantic moments are inspired by the movie Titanic and Tom Cruise's whole thing. If Glenn, Glenn Powell, Powell wants to be Jerry Maguire, like so bad. Glenn, first of all, a Jerry Maguire Showtime series starring Glenn Powell. Wait. Make that happen. <laughs> Hit our line. Let's go. If, like, Glenn Powell would never bury Keoghan. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Can we get into that after, by the way? But, like, like <laughs> let's come back to that. Yes. But Glenn Powell accepting the Glad Media Award on behalf of this movie. I could everyone literally would be cry. Like, and being like, Sydney Sweeney couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he would bring the energy that Simu Liu brought to hosting the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> One million percent. He he's would, so he's, he's so, so happy to be there. Yes, and he's so well media trained, and I really think he could heal America. <laughs> <laughs> if, like he's a hot white guy. He the Twister remake I think is going to be absolutely gigantic for him. Like it's going to be huge. He is like he's from Texas, but he's not super conservative but we don't really know what his political affiliation is but he like is nominated for a glad award like it's he's everything he's everything powell has big taylor swift energy yes in that like blonde and a lot of teeth a lot like more teeth than is (laughs) it's unsettling how many teeth he has but if glenn powell like were to make a political statement it would i think it would carry a lot of weight for people I I really see like him with his friends who are guys being like no but listen guys like treating women is really important treating women well is really important yeah actually and I learned that on the set of anyone but you so Glenn Powell now Justin Hartley is the reigning champ of this wow. I think for network television but like if Glenn Powell were on a show where he'd have to do a PSA at the end before the credits of like domestic abuse is a real issue if you were someone you know. Like, can you, can't you see Glenn Powell doing Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay, well, as someone who saw the Valentine's Day encore version <laughs> of Anyone But You, um, they, of course, had a thing where it was him and Sydney Sweeney standing in front of a blue backdrop, and we're like, thank you so much for coming to see our movie. We love you so much. Like, he was really insane. Uh, but he's perfect at it. And is so, like, I was like, I trust him. Sydney Sweeney, on the other, other hand, was like, wooden as hell. It was oh, wild. She is enigmatic um okay so let's talk about the queering of straight men something i'm very well versed in um it's it's not gone without notice right like the the parlance with which we talk about timothy chalamet you know like but in that scene from the other two where like carrie dubeck a gay man is (laughs) that character is gay but he's like being 
made more flamboyant for the red carpet and stuff yeah. like that. I have to imagine like there's the moment where, and look, I haven't seen Saltburn at this point. Will I see Saltburn? Emerald Fennell is directing a photo shoot and is like, Barry, are you down for this? And he's like, I'm down for anything, baby. Yeah. But then does the stylist ever try to put a harness on Glenn Powell? <sighs> That's really interesting. It also makes me think about like Barry Keoghan working with Emerald Fennell specifically. And if that is like only something that is allowed of marginalized filmmakers, like as a form of kind of cultural currency. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, creating the edgy queer image but then like he'll be fine and he can go do his, another fart, fucking martin mcdonough movie and they'll be fine i don't right. know like there's something about the creator behind the image too that's really interesting because i don't think a straight a will glock would do this <laughs> right and like i also think that the like gender transgressive fashion statement on a red carpet has often been the her view of men of color. Yeah, totally. And in this particular award season, right, like that you have Coleman Domingo, like being able to step into the limelight. Mm-hmm. And he's he has for a long time had like really, I'll say just, I'm saying like non-traditional fashion sense, mm-hmm. meaning like no one's shocked if he shows up in a red velvet suit. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything like mind-blowing for, right. <laughs> for, for fashion, but... Then you also have your Timothys and your Barry Keoghan's and like everyone else where it's just like, oh, also we're going to like dip your fingers in paint tonight yes, or whatever. And totally. You know, you're going to have like a lash. <laughs> I'll give you a Suspiria, Luca Guadagnino Suspiria bondage fit. Like, yeah. yeah. But Glenn Powell, I think it's like it, he would reject it. It would be like two magnets. Yeah. And I also think it would be so transparent with him. And I do yeah. think that's like a body thing, weirdly. Like, yeah. he's so alpha male coded, not to use Twitter parlance, <laughs> but like, he re- like he works for that body. Like, he's posting yeah. about it all the time. Like, I feel like it would be, I, it's weird. Like, I don't think it would be gender affirming for him, but it's like, it really is right. interesting to think about like what gender looks like for these cis men and like if they actually think about it. And at the same time, I don't, all of this, like, doesn't make me think that he would be, like, no homo about it either. Yeah. I think it would just be that he's like, I can't pull it off. It's not my style. You know, like, he would just be very uh, like, no, nah, I don't think, I think this suit looks better on we me. We need to get him on the pod. Glenn, listen to me. Hear, hear my voice. I'll be saying this to Max, like, three times an episode, like, we, <laughs> <laughs> about various people. I um, I think that the chance that we're going to meet Glenn Powell at an AMC movie theater in Burbank is uh, is a non-zero chance. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Emphatic non-zero. <laughs> I guess my final note, I, I look forward to just talking much more about Tom Cruise over the course of this yes. season. I assume he's going to come up. And frankly, Glenn Powell, Twister, let's fucking go. Yeah. Can't wait. But and I, Austin Butler, sorry to insert. But speaking definitely. of blonde men we love. Definitely. Um, I think Tom Cruise is just such a good, like, litmus test for totally. uh, talking about, like, men in movies. It's going to come up. Yeah. Um, but the final thing I'll say about this actual movie, anyone but you, is there are several rescue hol- helicopters. And I also wish that we had uh, director and cast commentary on DVDs like yes. we used to. 
And Glenn saying, well, I called up my good friend, Tom, and I <laughs> asked him how best to repel from a helicopter while delivering a romantic monologue. Yes, yes, And here's yes. what he said to me. Um, <laughs> but... I'll be buying the Blu-ray, limited edition Valentine's Encore, don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, in the queerness of this extremely straight movie, we there is a Troy Sivan needle drop that also, <sighs> it was one of the eight times I almost walked out of the theater because I was so sure. When the movie started and I was like, oh, this takes place in Australia. Oh, there's a gay wedding. I was like, Troy Savant's going to sh- walk yeah. into a scene. He is going to they show up. They could have gotten him. They could have gotten Kylie Minogue, I'm sure. Like, they should have. They could at least have gotten Danny Minogue. <laughs> then they would have the Glad Award in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there would be no worries. Troy is going to present the Glad Media <laughs> Award to Glenn Powell. To my good friend, Glenn Powell. And then he's going to fucking post on TikTok for weeks about how he has a crush on Glenn Powell until something happens. And then he's going to be like, we redid the uh, I could be like one of your girls video and put Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Powell and Dragon. I, everything, <laughs> everything we just said will go out the window. That's amazing. I actually need to see that. <laughs> if there's a, a purpose for AI, it could be this. I don't know. This is the only purpose for AI. <laughs> this and they're like, um, they're parsing like whale song oh. with AI. <laughs> Love, and I'm fine with that. Love that. that. You, can, <laughs> you can copyright all the whale song you want. <laughs> Robots, you go fine. for it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, this obviously was just a mini discussion. We will be seeing you in a few weeks with some new episodes. We're going to be talking about uh, a pretty exciting kind of slate of things coming up. I know that next week <laughs> we're... We are seeing both Madam Web and Dune Part 2. So uh, I'll let you know which one I prefer. Fave Rotha, he's psychotic. (laughs) I'm excited. He was in the jungle with my mother (laughs) while she was studying spiders right before she died. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Do you think Austin Butler will ever, whatever. (laughs) That'll be our our special segment every episode of Austin Butler Corner. You guys can tune out if you want. I will be AI for that segment sometimes. Uh, oh, AC, I'm so glad to have you with me this season along for the ride. Uh, where can people follow you on the internet? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram and Letterboxd at AC Lamberty. And that is also my website um, where I have my other work. Awesome. I'm Kat Spada. You can find me at cat underscore EX underscore Machina on Twitter. And please be sure to follow Feminist Frequency at FemFreak on the socials and including Letterboxd. We're going to set that up. So be sure to follow us there. Thanks, you guys. See you soon.